Hello and welcome to the Guardian Protection Podcast. I'm financial journalist John Lappin and today we're talking to Hilary Banks, the Sales Director at Guardian Financial Services. Hello Hilary. Hi John, thanks so much for having me. So Hilary, I'm sure lots of people around the protection sector already know who you are, but for those who might not know you, could you first of all give us a potted history of your career to date? So I started my career originally as a mortgage and protection advisor with Countrywide uh, before launching into the world of uh, insurance and providers. Um, So I initially joined a brilliant team that was Bright Grey, uh, for those of you that remember Bright Grey, um, and I joined them soon after they launched Market, you know, with this amazing brand um, as they were trying to kind of innovate protection. And it was the kind of first time we'd seen innovation, I think, for a while when Bright Grey launched. So it's brilliant to, to be involved in them and that team. Um, I then moved to what was at the time Fortis Life. And actually, I joined Fortis probably about a year before they actually launched to the market. So I had this amazing time and experience kind of building the brand and building the proposition. You know, and another provider that set out to kind of innovate the protection industry so you'll notice there's a little bit of a theme i think in my uh, in my career history then went from fortis life to vitality so vitality soon after they launched in the uk um, and i spent the majority of my career then at vitality so about 10 years um in a number of different roles across their life and their health business so yes yeah, so i've been referred to as a little bit of a magpie who has this apparent uh, attraction to shiny new things and, and shiny new propositions. So it's no surprising really that I joined the Challenger brand that is Guardian uh, on the 1st of December. So it's very exciting to be involved um, uh, in an industry that I love. So yeah, there's my history for you. So Hilary, what would you say are the big lessons you've learned during your career? Mm. I asked this recently. Um, so it's quite good. It gave me a chance to reflect Um, And I think I often talk and and certainly, you know, people I've mentored and people within my teams in the past, you know, I talk about this need to be bold and to be brave. And it's so important to back yourself, you know, and the importance of taking risks that might feel really uncomfortable at the time um, that, you know, you might be applying for roles that you don't feel completely ready for. And I remember so many examples where I've kind of forced myself out of my comfort zone. And it's such a hard thing to do. You know, you're ultimately setting yourself up for potential failure, and that's not easy. It takes enormous courage. um, And it's not just courage at the time. It's courage courage afterwards. You know, you've you've got to learn from that. You've got to pick yourself back up. You've got to shake yourself off. You've got to build your confidence back up when you've had a bit of a knock and do it all over again. And keep doing it because every time that you do, you've learned something. You've learned something, you learn to do it better, you continue to grow. I mean, I think so many of us will look back at times in our careers when we have coasted for so much longer than we should have because it's so easy to be comfortable. Um, you know, and if you don't take action yourself, that opportunity is not going to, it's not going to find its way to you. You've absolutely got to have a great attitude and the courage to go out there and and do it yourself. Um, As a leader, you know, ultimately, I want to motivate people. That's absolutely who I am and what I stand for. You know, I've got bundles of energy. Um, But I think because of my own lessons, it's also really important that I set 
high expectations of people and make sure that I'm also taking people out of their comfort zone, you know, and kind of forcing them uh, to achieve great things uh, by taking risks and learning from it. So let's, let's talk about the, the big challenge you've got now. You're a guardian to drive growth. Um, guardian um, distributes through intermediaries, so intermediaries are key to this. What is your view on the role of advice in protection? I am a massive, massive believer in the value of advice. It's incredibly important. You know, we're seeing really positive changes now in consumer interest and behavior. You know, customers don't access advice on their protection frequently. It's not something that they do, uh, uh, and they do off their own back usually on a frequent basis. And therefore, it's very important that when a customer is looking for advice, uh, that they know where to go and that they're given it. And they're given it by an advisor who can have that conversation effectively. You know, we're seeing this huge change in buying trends. And if we don't support advisors and give them the confidence to have these conversations with their customers, we are driving customers to the aggregators, which tend to lend consumers to compare products based on price and not on value. And this doesn't drive best customer outcomes. You know, customers should be offered products that meet their needs. And we absolutely mustn't risk that a customer trying to determine and trying to do this for themselves, um, because that's quite a dangerous position that we're putting them in. Um, we need to be encouraged to see the conversation around protection to be as important as the conversation that customers are having about their mortgage needs, about their pension needs, about their savings needs. You know, why is it that we are not having those conversations? Or we, aren't, we are having those conversations, but why is it not always landing in the same way? Um, so it's really important that we start thinking about how we can position protection so that a customer absolutely sees it as a priority within their kind of financial well-being. Um, you know, we need advisors. We absolutely need them. Advisors know their customers. You know, advisors know their customers' financial priorities. Advisors know their customer budgets. Advisors know their customer lifestyles. And, and they are best placed to have the conversation with the customer to find the right product to fit that customer need. A really good example of this, so, and, and I've always got lots of examples of friends that need protection advice, but, so a friend of mine contacted me recently because their daughter had just bought her first house. Bought her first house, her, the daughter's husband worked in an intensive care unit. So you can imagine, you know, what he's seen throughout the pandemic in the last year. Um, they went and saw a mortgage advisor, got their mortgage, have moved into their property, and have phoned me to ask me to give them some advice because they know they need life insurance. And I, I just can't fathom what happened that that conversation wasn't, it's not that it wouldn't have been had because it is, you know, advisors are having the conversation, but that conversation didn't land. You know, that either the advisor didn't have the confidence to do it effectively. So therefore the customer left that meeting without recognizing the value of it and the need to do it at the time. Or, the, or, or the, the conversation was had, but the customer, for whatever reason, didn't feel that it was value, of value. But the customer wanted it. The customer contacted me for it. So there's this massive disconnect at the moment that we as an industry need to address and we need to do something about. And it absolutely highlights the need for advice. Those customers were at risk of ultimately going 
and trying to do that themselves online. And, and I don't think that's the right place for them to have gone. So what can we do to make things easier for advisors? Like what, is, what are the steps? What are the, what are the changes? What, what help can be offered um, to make sure that maybe some of those conversations that don't cut through do cut through and that more people end up protected? We've just got to give advisors the confidence to have these conversations, you know, and I think the industry's got to be better at supporting advisors, not just on product knowledge, which I think historically we probably did too much of, but we as an industry need to come together and we need to think about how we can give advisors the confidence to make that protection conversation land exactly like the example I've just given a friend of mine. You know, we've actually got, you know, I saw, I've sort of seen things recently, advisors now actually offering to train other advisors, you know, protection advisors that are doing this really well. There's, there's so much available to advisors now into the market to try and help do this. You know, we know that advisors are having the conversation because of all the research that we've seen recently, 91% of advisors say they're having the conversation, but customers don't remember having it. Why? Why don't they? Something's not happening. And it's got to be around, you know, we've got to put advisors in a position where they're not only confident to have that, that protection conversation and to have it effectively, but that they believe in it. You know, actually, you know, that advisor has got to feel proud of what they are doing and the advice that they're giving to that customer. You know, we don't need to be embarrassed or nervous about having protection conversations anymore because consumer interest is higher than it's ever been. That's, you know, the pandemic has done one great thing for our industry and that is put protection front of mind for customers. Um, you know, products need to be simple. They need to give great outcomes and build trust so that advisors and customers experience is easy. You know, Guardian's done this incredibly well and we're incredibly proud of that. You know, it's not easy to get the balance of great high value products that are simple and easy to do business with. And we have, and it's about getting out there now and giving advisors the confidence to have those conversations. So we touched on the horrible year um, that has just gone past, terrible 12 months. You know, this is lots of people are doing what I was doing. The last time I went to the office, the last time I saw some of my friends, this is, it's, it's awful. Um, there's been a sense of the public reassessing where they are um, because the challenges have been health challenges, the challenges have for others been wealth challenges. Some people have had both or, or it's different throughout the family. Um, obviously, when you start talking about those things, I start thinking instantly, well, that is surely often some of the answers will come from protection insurance. But um, is, now, is now the right time to be having those conversations? What's the, what's the opportunity now because of, of the shift? And a lot of people, I think, I think it's fair to say probably reassessing where they are and maybe thinking, well, maybe I need some more insurance. Maybe I need to do this or that, or I need a little bit more certainty in my life. So now, now is the time, do you think? 100% now is the time. You know, I have never known a time in my entire career where we have had so much consumer interest um, in, in protection. I've never known it. And, and so, you know, we have got to capitalize on this and maximize that opportunity. Um, you know, the pandemic's put protection front of mind because we recognize this risk suddenly to our health and wealth and, you know, what this risk could mean to us financially. Customers want to talk about it. We know this. Every bit of research that we've seen recently tells us that customers want to talk about it. 
We know that because of the huge increase in non-advised business that's happened in the marketplace. Um, there are great high quality products available and masses of support available with research tools to help advisors have these conversations. We are doing an enormous amount to try and make sure that we're providing material and support to advisors to help them have conversations that may be slightly different to that that they've had before. You know, Guardian recently launched a website, Whatever Advisor Needs to Know. And what we were trying to do there is give kind of human stories that we know that are much easier for a customer to understand than maybe some of the kind of traditional material that was available to them. So we're trying to make it easier. Um, we're seeing more firms than ever specialize. And I think absolutely that's something that's going to continue. And, and, and for all the right reasons, you know, if you are an advisor that doesn't want to write protection, that is okay. As long as you signpost that customer and make sure they're having that conversation somewhere, do not risk a customer leaving your office and you've not had that conversation because you're potentially going to force them to go online and buy protection that they might not need. Um, and certainly is going to force them to go down a price kind of price, a price sale as opposed to a value sale. You know, widen, you know, as an advisor, I think you just got to, you know, advisors need to just widen that ecosystem, a widen that ecosystem. They don't want to do it, refer it. It's our responsibility to do the right thing. That's why we're here. That's why we're in this industry. And we've got to be proud. I keep saying it, but we have got to be proud of what we do. We shouldn't be embarrassed about what we do. Be, be proud so that we can get more people and families the protection that they absolutely need and deserve. Thanks very much for talking to the podcast today, Hilary. Thank you, John.